welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, May 1st, 2020. We did it, kids. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. It's May! I'm sure I'm not the only one who felt like, thankfully, April flew by after March felt like approximately 20 years long. So very happy to be in a new month, at least, and also very happy to have all of you here listening. We obviously didn't have a show yesterday, but we did have something in the feed in the latest episode of Spotlight, where Jenna Tessa Fox chatted with Kate Schindel, the president of Actors' Equity Association. Definitely make sure to check that out if you haven't already. And over the weekend, we'll have some more cool things for you to check out as well, including the latest episode of This Week on Broadway, I believe, and Matt's latest Tell Me More. Before we head into the news for today, though, we would love it if you could head over and start the month right at patreon.com slash broadwayradio or the reverse and back us if you can. Your support means the world to us in this trying time. Let's start today with the latest COVID-19 related theater update and more specifically New York's latest update. In a recent press conference, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced the creation of an advisory board named the New York Forward Reopening Advisory Board that will help guide the government's strategy to resurrect New York following the COVID-19 pandemic. The group includes over 100 business, academic, community, and civic leaders from across the state, including top executives from financial institutions, sports teams, real estate firms, and entertainment companies. However, notably absent from the advisory board is a single person from the Broadway community. In a statement, producer Ken Davenport said, quote, I was shocked to see that Broadway didn't have a seat at this important table, considering how our industry is not only an economic engine for the city and state, but it's also an important symbol of the health of New York to the rest of our country and to the world. You'll recall Cuomo recently quipped that he wouldn't use what Broadway thinks as a barometer of anything in regards to the Broadway League setting it shut down through June 7th. So many are understandably upset about the government's snub, self-included. Uh, in an article from Forbes, the kicker was actually that Tuesday was supposed to be the day the Tony nominations came out, which don't remind me, but also instead of specific actors being snubbed, the industry as a whole was. Now, as we've talked about in simpler times, when you look at the numbers, more people attended Broadway shows last season than the games of all professional sports teams in New York and New Jersey combined, which contributed to $14.7 billion to the local economy. When you start to look at touring companies throughout the state, that economic contribution obviously amplifies. But moving on from Andrew Cuomo, as I would have liked to have done in the last gubernatorial election, as reported over on WBUR Radio, American Repertory Theater and Harvard Public Health have teamed up to figure out how and when performance spaces are, pre- are prepared to mitigate the risk of spreading the coronavirus. Currently, they are assembling what they are calling a Roadmap for Recovery and Resilience, a living document that theaters across the world will be able to access soon. Part of that is determining what theaters will need to do before they reopen, including figuring out how to hold rehearsals, usher audiences in, and keep staff and patrons safe. 
We have talked about that a lot here, that whatever the quote reopening date is will not be the date for theater, as there is so much that has to go into bringing crowds in of that size into a public place again. Even for the aforementioned Broadway League shutdown, they've since clarified the end of a shutdown doesn't mean the start of theater again. So this roadmap will certainly be vital in figuring out when the shutdown ends and theater can resume. Finally, in this section, a bit of difficult news as we learn more on Nick Cordero's ongoing situation. Yesterday, his wife Amanda provided an update on everything going on. The most recent update being he has recently had some CT scans, which thankfully came back clear of any internal bleeding. However, in her words, his lungs are severely damaged from the infection. The next plan is to do another scan with dye to get a better idea of what's going on and what the next steps are. We'll all be anxiously awaiting those updates. I can't imagine what they are going through right now. Of course, if you are able, you can continue to donate to Nick and his family at his GoFundMe, which is still going and has raised, as of the time of this recording, $466,762 of its $480,000 goal. We will have the link to that in the show notes. Let's move on to much happier news, though, and get into some continuing award season news. Last night during its Gratitude Awards, the Drama League announced its nominees in five categories for its 2020 Drama League Awards. Running through those nominees very quickly, we have An Outstanding Production of a Play, Cambodian Rock Band, Grand Horizons, The Hot Wing King, The Inheritance, The Michaels, Moscow, 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 One and Two, Seawall, A Life, Seared, Slave Play, and Stew. For Outstanding Revival of a Play, we have Betrayal, For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide, Slash When the Rainbow is Enough, Fires in the Mirror, Frankie and Johnny and the Claire de Lune, Judgment Day, Medea, Native Son, The Rose Tattoo, A Soldier's Play, and The Woman in Black. For Outstanding Production of a Musical, Girl from the North Country, Jagged Little Pill, Moulin Rouge, Octet, The Secret Life of Bees, Sing Street, Six, Soft Power, A Strange Loop, and Tina, The Tina Turner Musical. For Outstanding Revival of a Play, Enter Laughing, Little Shop of Horrors, Rock of Ages, The Unsinkable Molly Brown, and West Side Story. And for the Distinguished Performance Award, a long list that includes Danny Burstein and Moulin Rouge, Danielle Brooks and Much Ado About Nothing, Raul Esparza and Seared, Annie Golden and Broadway Bounty Hunter, and many, many others. Additionally, the League announced that the spirit of this year's Gratitude Awards will live on in future years via a new honorary category, the Gratitude Award, for a person or organization who has shown fearless support and kindness to the theater community. Voting is open for Drama League members from today through May 22nd, and winners will be announced via live stream in June. You can check out the full list of nominees via our show notes. Congratulations, of course, to that outstanding list of nominees. I want to take you quickly through a couple handfuls of streaming and film-related news we got yesterday. First up, Broadway World announced the launch of Broadway's Next On Stage, a new online musical theater singing competition for student performers sponsored by Broadway Records. 
There will be categories for both high school students aged 14 through 17 and college students aged 18 through 20, 22, including recent graduates. Participants will compete on a weekly basis, and winners of both subsets will receive a Broadway prize pack with merch from the Broadway World Theater Shop, CDs from Broadway Records, and $1,000 to a charity of their choosing. And both first place winners will also have the opportunity to record a single to be released by Broadway Records, with the profits from the recording being donated to the Actors Fund. Submissions for Next on Stage are open through midnight on May 8th. Also in the news, later today, May 1st, Georgia Stitt will celebrate the release of her new album, A Quiet Revolution. You'll recall we recently had an interview with her and Mr. James Marino about said album. And to celebrate, she's bringing together a star-studded lineup for a virtual concert streamed exclusively by Playbill. Kate Baldwin, Brandon Victor Dixon, Jeremy Jordan, and Jessica Vosk will perform songs from the album and sit down with Stitt virtually for one-on-one interviews. This will all take place at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Playbill.com. Over at Second Stage Company, a new slate of participants in the free online version of its signature series, Classic Conversations, has been announced. Hosted by John Doyle and focused on Doyle's postponed production of Stephen Sondheim and John Weidman's Assassins, the newly revealed events will include Eddie Cooper, Ethan Slater, Stephen Pasquale, and Bianca Horn. The first event of this new set, starting with Cooper, will be May 14th. Big news over at Hulu yesterday. We are Freestyle Love Supreme, a new documentary that chronicles the 15-year journey of the hip-hop improv troupe founded by Lin-Manuel Miranda, Tommy Kao, and Anthony Venaziali, will drop on the streaming platform on June 5th. We have talked about this documentary before when the trailer came out, premiered at this year's Sundance Film Festival, and just looks incredible, so be sure to put that on the calendar. And then a couple of movie musical-related news items. In a recent interview with Collider, Ryan Murphy talked about the upcoming prom adaptation and said he believes everything should still be on schedule. All the leads have wrapped their principal filming, so he believes the movie will come out around Thanksgiving or Christmas time. Additionally, he revealed all the songs from the musical will be in the movie, as well as a new song. Apparently a ballad about acceptance and prejudice. I can currently only hear Chris Sieber's acceptance song in my head, so I am anxiously, excitedly looking forward to seeing the movie later this year and figuring out what the song will be. And then finally, we received confirmation on some major casting in the upcoming Matilda movie musical adaptation. As previously rumored, Ray Fiennes will don drag to play Miss Trunchbull in the adaptation held by Matthew Warkus. It was originally expected to shoot from August to December, though now filming is up in the air, so we will have to see when that starts up. Either way, Voldemort as the Trunchbull, another thing I am anxiously, excitedly looking forward to. Okay, on to our recommendations real quick for the weekend. A pair of related ones, and I mean, you'll be shocked, but they have to do with a certain recently 90-year-old composer. First up, I want to send y'all over to the wonderful Tug Rice's site who did a the, did the wonderful illustrations for the Sondheim birthday concert 
those gorgeous illustrations between the title cards from different shows. He's now offering prints of all the artwork, including this wonderful one of all of Sondheim's characters surrounding him on the stage that I just love. Each print is $90 and a portion of the proceeds will be donated to STEP. So if you have any money to spare and either want to buy me one or buy one for yourself, go ahead and head over there. And then George Portrayer and recent concert guest Jake Gyllenhaal sat down with Stephen Colbert on his home version of The Late Show, where they talked about the performance from the concert and being on a tentative shortened first name basis with Sondheim. Also talked about Seawall, A Life, uh, the new recording of it on Audible, and a lot about sourdough, (laughs) just really targeting the me audience with that interview. Now, for some reading material, Vanity Fair's Britt Hennemuth had a wonderful feature with Tina Turner portrayer Adrian Warren titled, Broadway star Adrian Warren is still simply the best. No argument there. They talk about Warren's history and how she channels Turner for the role and what she's doing in quarantine, including performing in her bathtub. Be sure to check that one out. And then last but certainly not least, I'm really sad Mr. Matt Tamanini can't be here to talk about this one because he is openly a fan of Legally Blonde the musical. Very recently, original Delta News sorority members and Legally Blonde cast members Laura Bell Bundy, Annalie Ashford, Leslie Kritzer, and Esmeralda Geber-McCall all got together for a COVID-19 pandemic parody of Oh My God, You Guys, teaching you what and how to sanitize properly. Just easily one of the best parodies I've seen this pandemic. Also now my new hand-washing song. So thank you, ladies. All right, that is all we have time for this Friday and for the week. So thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. If you are willing, able, and so inclined, you can head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon to back us. If not, then just head over to your podcasting platform of choice and or Facebook and leave us some support in the form of a review. You can find me over at Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. Have a great Friday and a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, take care of yourself and one another, and we will be back to talk to you here on Monday. Bye.